0: Greetings and welcome to this latest episode of the Women of Rock. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Gunn.
1: Hi, I'm Tammy Holzer.
0: Hey, and our channel is all about our favorite rock musicians and the goings on in the rock world. So before I move forward, please remember to like, subscribe and hit the bell for notifications to help our channel grow. So now, you know, we are going to be featuring and talking about one of Tammy's favorite bands, Foo Fighters and all the goings-on with the new drummer, the new show, and what's been going on in the world with them. So, Tammy, I know you are a huge diehard Foo Fighters fan, and our Women of Rock podcast started with a tribute to Taylor Hawkins way back when, in September 2022. What's been going on in the world of the Foo Fighters?
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so much. In the last... Three weeks, so much has happened. They rolled out the intro of their new drummer, Josh Grease, which everybody probably knows right now, but they did that in a really cool way with with a what looked like a band rehearsal video, and then a couple of days later, they started their first shows, and then a couple of days after that, they rolled out their new album. And it's just been an emotional roller coaster for everybody, for me, for the fans, I'm sure for the band. It's been highly emotional. So we have a lot to talk about today.
0: Awesome. Awesome. You know, and I was able to check out that rehearsal video and I thought it was really clever the way it started out and it had a lot of comedy. And I think that really helped to kind of lighten up and, and you know, start off on a kind of like a new new footing. What did you think about that?
1: So I thought it was great. So first of all, when they released it, uh, the first few people that came in the room, like Chad from Run Hot Chili Peppers, the idea is that these are kind of drummers that knew Taylor Hawkins, but also maybe had been rumored to be joining Foo Fighters, you know, so Chad walked in first, and I thought that was super funny, and then Tommy Lee walked in, and Tommy Lee was wearing a Vandals t-shirt, and he had P.F. Chang's. And at that moment, I knew it was Josh Freeze because I followed Josh Freeze on Instagram and he's all about, and he's, he is really, you know what? He's weird. And he'll, he, by his own admission, he's like, this Instagram is weird. Like, welcome, welcome to the circus. But, uh, so he's got this thing with PF Changs and his first band that he ever played in was the Vandals. So I knew right then it's, Josh, it's got to be Josh. And so there was just kind of like Easter egg things, you know, showing that it was Josh. And then the third person comes in and it's Danny from Tool and he's, he has two poodles. And then it was like done because Josh Freeze has three poodles. They're standard size poodles. So I'm just like, holy cow, it's Josh Freeze. So like I loved it because it was super upbeat. It was the whole thing. And then they opened with All My Life, which is always like the most high energy salon that they have. They always get the crowd going. And dave was smiling the whole band was smiling everybody was happy josh was wearing a a name tag that said says hi my name is josh you know so i just thought it was hysterical and and it made me feel super excited for for josh like and and to have josh and i know how talented he is and he's like the perfect fit
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's awesome and just to Kind of review some of the the discussions that we've had on several of the episodes. You know, the Taylor Hawkins, the the drummer, passed away, and we were talking about that how they were going to deal with his replacement. Uh-huh. I mean, he's really irreplaceable, but for the band to find a way to move forward, here we are. You know, with the, with a new new band member. How do you feel about that aspect of it?
1: Well, let me just say for people watching, our first episode was a recap of the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert and so that's what kicked off sort of our format in women of rock because because of that show and it was highly emotional you know you can go back and we'll link it down below you can go back and watch it but since then it's been really interesting one of the points i wanted to make today about everything that's happened in the last three weeks with the fighters is that they've rolled out stuff very quickly and for my own experience, and I wonder how many other people feel this too, I am still processing Taylor Hawkins passing away. So in that time from the last concerts in September, tribute concerts, there was, we heard nothing. You know, there were Dave sightings here and there. And those concerts were so emotional and uh, and heart wrenching. I for myself took a few weeks to like recover from that emotionally. And then, you know, time goes on and nothing. So New Year's Day or or New Year's Eve, Dave had posted a letter on social media basically saying that they're gonna move forward. And it's like, okay, they're gonna move forward. So again, no word, no nothing, until this video was released. So in, in May. So from September to, and maybe even before then, from September to May, they've been making an album. They've been making plans to tour. They've been going through, not only have they been making an album, they've been grieving. They've been coming together as a band. They've been going through this whole process and, and now are in a different place. There's, I'm I'm sure, you know, they're still grieving. They're still getting used to like, The grieving's now done. But they're further ahead than, let's say, I am. Because when I started to see that video with Josh Freeze, first I was excited. And then when I saw the first clips of Boston Calling, which was their first festival a few days later, and Shane Hawkins gone up and performed a song with the Foo Fighters. And that's a great clip. We'll reference that down here. I don't know if you saw that, Kimberly, but it's a hysterical clip and it's really good. So, when that happened, I started to feel like, oh, you know, like even though Josh is one of the most, if not the most amazing drummer in the world right now, most accomplished, he's a, a really accomplished Sessions drummer. He is highly sought out. He is probably the best suited technically for this band. It's not Taylor. It's not. There's not that emotional connection to Josh yet. And Josh doesn't appear to be a very emotional guy. And Josh isn't going to get out from behind the drums and sing a Queen song like Taylor did. And so, and Taylor played with such passion and heart and emotion. Not that Josh doesn't, but it's just different. It's just a different feel. And so to see Shane up there playing with so much teen angst grief and passion just full-on passion it kind of hurt it kind of hurt to see it and then I started to realize like you know this isn't this is this is a little weird it's not going to be as easy as okay Josh is in and we're just going to move on and things are different Josh plays different Josh plays just a tiny bit faster you know or and it's a different dynamic with the band and it sounds a little different. Taylor, I didn't realize how much Taylor was a backup singer to Dave and how much he sang. You know, that's gone. And then there's some different Oh, okay. Things things are a little di- just a little different. And then when they released the album, that's when I just lost it. That's when that's when all of the grief came servicing up. And I know I, I thought I was the only one, but I am not the only one because I saw it all over online. I saw men, I saw everybody just sobbing, you know, reading the lyrics, listening to the music. And that was a good two weeks for me, solid, like waves of grief for two solid weeks, which is nothing in the in the in the time of grief. But it's been about two weeks since, since that album has come out. So that's been part of the roller coaster.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's so interesting because we've a couple of the episodes we focus on that grief and and how do we yeah. process the grief of these musicians that we don't really know personally, but we feel that we do. We really do in a lot of ways because the music has been a part of our lives. And so to hear you talk about it in those terms, I can imagine. You know, I can feel how emotional it was and and still obviously is for you and probably a lot of the Foo Fighters fan, Tom.
1: Yes, and there's another added layer of this, and that is that Dave's mom passed away during last summer. And so after Taylor passed away in March, Dave lost his mother in, Ju- I think, July. They don't have the exact date. And so, you know, he wrote a, She was all over the scene. Everybody knew Dave's mom and knew the special bond that they had together and also, he he wrote a book with her, From Cradle to Stage, which is a great book. I read it about, she interviewed, and they actually made a TV show out of it, too, like a series on, I think it's Paramount, I think. But anyway, interviewing all these different musicians and their mothers, she, mostly the, their mothers, about did they know if this, you know, Pharrell Williams was going to be a music you know huge musician, or Getty Lee from Rush, you know, just great interviews. But anyway, there was this added layer of grief because when the songs came out, oh, you know, like reading the lyrics, hearing the songs, and there was something, I think, I believe, that came through energetically in the songs that was just, crushing so for me i have a son i knew i know what that mother-son bond is like oh my god i'm gonna burst into tears now thinking like hearing from dave's perspective how crushing it was to lose his mother awful see like i'm i'm still emotional about it it's so it's absolutely crushing Heartbreaking. In the best possible way, like, we're all going to experience grief. Like, if you haven't experienced it yet, you're going to. If you love somebody, which hopefully we all do, even if it's an animal, even if it's somebody you don't even know, you know, but most of all, those that you love dearly. And when he wrote wrote these songs from his own experience of grief. And you could just feel it. You could just read it like any, any times some of the, well, and the other thing was, is they released all of the videos with the lyrics on YouTube and they kind of, you know, streamed them out one by one and then they released the album and then, and then they released all of the, you know, all of the songs. So you, you hear it, and you read the lyrics and it's so it just it's just crushing you know so you're, i was kind of like some of it sounded like grief about taylor some of it was grief about his mom he wrote a song called the teacher his mom was his school teacher for over 30 years and he wrote a 10 minute epic song that's a masterpiece the whole the whole album is a masterpiece it really that was my first thought when i heard everything i'm like this is a masterpiece this is this isn't any like anything we've, I don't know, maybe for my generation have ever seen or experienced or, and the fact that it's touching so many people on that grief level, it's really healing. But this is what the band has been going through. You know, back to your point of like what happened after Taylor Hawkins concerts to now, this is what they've been doing. So I'm sure it's, I mean, I can't even imagine a level of, emotion and everything but we're just hearing it for the first time so i feel like there's this catching up like they released everything so fast that video all of a sudden they're out on the road in concerts and then that album it was just like i can't Mm. i can't i'm not i'm not where you guys are yet you know like i'm so glad that wherever they are in their you know in their greek journey it's ahead of where we are because it ended, we didn't have that experience after the Taylor Hawkins tribute concerts. We were let, that's where my grief stopped. So to have this, you know, and then it, it just, it touches on your own grief. It's not just, I'm so sad for day, you know, I, although I am, but there's something about it that touches your own experience of grief and allows you to heal. And that's what I've been reading about comments online. People commenting, I, I lost my mom or, you know, I lost so and so or my spouse or whatever. And, and, and that is, that is a universal theme. That is something we will all go through. And they just did it so brilliantly. And, you know, just one other note about back to the Taylor Hawkins concerts. That was something we've never seen. We talked about that a lot on this show too. We have never seen that kind of tribute. I have never experienced that kind of emotion, grace, and celebration at, at a show. I mean, I wasn't even at the show; I was watching, you know, streaming it online. But that's something we've never seen, and this album is the same way.
0: Yeah, you know, you just you put out so much with that last bit of information, and I think one of the things that really struck me as you were talking that I thought about was this is like one of the first bands that I can think of in a long time that has lost a member that then keeps going. And it's been such a, you know, public kind of grieving process because we've had musicians pass away, but a lot of the times they were solo artists. So they didn't have another band to to pick up and keep going. So we've obviously grieved for people that we've lost, but here they're this huge band. You know, Taylor was such a key part of the band as you said uh-huh. not just the drumming but the the background vocals and to keep pushing forward in light of all that I think is really spectacular I think they've done an amazing job honoring his his musical presence but still finding a way to move forward with the band and and acknowledge the fans you know I know that the Foo Fighters fans are die hard and obviously the band members and Dave Grohl celebrate them and I thought I think that's just so interesting to, to see and experience and to have you on talking about it as well your own personal feelings as a, as a big fan about it
1: well one that you know remember Foo Fighters were born out of the ashes of Nirvana and after Kurt Cobain passed away and Dave Grohl recorded some songs on his own as a way to heal from Nirvana and from Kurt Cobain passing away so that's how this band was born. And you're right. I There have been a lot of musicians that have passed away over the years, but this is the first time we're seeing it public. No other band has had a tribute concert other than like Queen, but that was years later, you know, Freddie Mercury's tribute, but that was years and years later. So I, I would say Queen is the other exception, but I don't know that they were very public about it. So this is kind of the first public in a way. And I I think it's such a beautiful template for tributes and, and that kind of thing. But also I know that Dave has talked several times over the years in interviews that the only way he knew how to move forward after Nirvana was to play music. That was the thing that was going to heal him. So I kind of knew that he was gonna move forward in some way and and now i understand because that's what he did after nirvana i don't know how he did it after his mom passed away the same year that's that's kind of the resilience of just being able to to do something that quickly and and be somewhat on the road again and and all that now i also want to say Things it looks like things are changing in a good way. I think that they're taking on less shows. I I think I think the tour I imagine the touring schedule is gonna change and not be so heavy. I think that the shows are going to be two hours instead of three hours. I think that I just think maybe the message out of some of that was that they needed to slow down a bit, and and you know, dare I say, practice some more self care or or have a, have better balance because they would they would play any gig anywhere, night after night, and and not really have any boundaries. And there were some reports of Taylor really struggling with that toward the end, and struggling with the pace and struggling with the workload, especially as a drummer, such a physical you know and the way that he drums and so i've noticed that I've, i don't know if it will continue but i've noticed it i've checked out their tour schedule and and that kind of thing and i'm like you know even watching that video from their their introduction of Josh Breeze even then like they would do songs and they would take a little break in between and you would see Josh like like breathing really like catching his breath cuz he plays a beast like he plays like you wouldn't believe, but they didn't just go right. You know, they it, it didn't seem like they were pushing. They were playing really hard, but they were taking breaks. And I'm like, that's different. Mm-hmm. That's really different. So I wonder if that is is part of how it will be from now on too, which I think is really healthy. I don't mm-hmm. know if it will. It's just something I, I noticed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to talk a little bit about their tour because I was checking that out too. I know. It's running through January, I think, 24, and they hit North America. And then they go, I think, to Canada and then down under as well. Are you, are you able to catch them on this uh, this tour?
1: I'm trying. Everything's sold out. Oh, wow. In the U.S. Oh, yeah. I mean, beyond sold out. So I'm trying. I'm, I'm still watching for tickets. But I think they, they're they in North America. And they're not playing that many shows. So they're playing some festivals, some you know large festivals. They've got some shows, and the shows are kind of random, like Spokane, Washington. I'm like, damn, no town, are you freaking kidding? And that's sold out. But but that's not a huge, you know, it's not like L.A. or New York or anything like that. They're playing like some, I think they're playing, I see, like Salt Lake City or something. You know, like kind of some random city, like maybe, I don't know. I don't know why they're playing those areas, but, but they are, and everything's sold out. And then they go to Europe for a while, and I think I, I sh- I'm sure they'll they'll be announcing more dates in 2024. So if I can't get on the show this year, which I am gonna try everything I can to, but if not, I'm sure they're gonna be touring again in 2024, and it'll be really interesting to see how that schedule looks and if they do change. And if they do, I wonder if Josh will continue to. Be that primary drummer i mean it sounds like he will but i wonder if they'll interject shane here and there that'll be interesting and dave's daughter violet has been singing background vocals here and there and she's been doing that for the band for a while and she's got an amazing voice yes she so does. it uh, it's and it's really cool you know like, like we talked about with our episode on Crowded House. What I noticed, like having that father-son, the father-sons play in the same band, like it just, it infused so much, the next generation, you know, it, it infused so much energy and you can't get those tones anywhere else, you know. So I'm really kind of happy to see Violet and Shane, who are like, I, I believe they're both like 16, 16, 17 at the most, I think. Rather, anyway. It's really great to see them, and I I suspect and hope that 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 continues, but we'll see over time, you know, Mm -hmm. what what kind of role they play.
0: And I wanted to just just touch on what you were talking about with the, you know, a lighter schedule or or concerts that aren't as long. And I wonder how, I, I can't imagine what it takes to get up there and do that night after night, show after show. And looking over at the drum set and not seeing Taylor, and just that emotional heaviness mm-hmm. of how that plays into you know the, the tour as well, you
1: know it's mm-hmm.
0: so I, I can't yeah, imagine I mean, it
1: exactly it's not even you're right, not even just the physical, it's the emotional toll. I can't imagine what that first show felt like, and yeah, I had to look back and to play with somebody for over twenty five years twenty six years and and who knows what happened? This is where kind of my mind goes with the grieving stuff, too. Who knows what happened in those last moments? We don't know what kind of trauma the band's dealing with either. Just traumatic situation. So not only have they lost somebody, they're probably dealing with some pretty serious trauma as well. The whole family is. One thing I, I did notice, too, is they're bringing their families, all of their families, and Taylor Hawkins' family, too, his, his wife. Allison, you know, the kids, everybody, the families are traveling with the band in the shows. And I think that that's really cool and I think they've really banded together. I think it's great that they're in I I mean, I don't know what the protocol is, but but that Allison's still so involved and the kids are still so involved and it's like they're still they're still part of the band. They're still you know, Taylor's gone, but they're still part of the band and I noticed on Taylor's, on the one year, back in March, on the one year anniversary of Taylor's passing, Allison threw a party for everybody. Allison threw a backyard barbecue. And Dave Grohl was, you know, he loves to barbecue. (laughs) He's got his whole barbecue thing. And he was out there barbecuing. You know, I saw, they didn't really announce it. I just saw, you know, like one or two social media pics, but that somebody, somebody from the party snapped, but it was a family, it was a family barbecue and it was a celebration of life, Mm -hmm. you know, and I thought, God, that's great. You know, I've hit some one year anniversaries with, you know, some people that have passed and that first and even the second year, those anniversaries are really tough. And you just kind of batten down the hatches and, and try to create some rituals around, you know, how to handle that day and the first birthday. The first holiday, the first anniversary, and I even have a network of friends that we call it relatives, and we call and reach out to each other. Hey, I know it's the anniversary. How are you doing? You know, like, and just to, just to have that acknowledgement. And I and so I always looked at it as this thing to kind of dread, and how am I going to get through it, or or again, what ritual can I can I? create or something never in a million years did I think of having a barbecue that's fucking awesome I love that they did that I'm sure it was emotional but they were all together I really think that and from what Davis said I really think that they're getting through this as a family as a band as a family as that whole family unit and embracing it and getting through the you know the best way they can by celebrating I think it's wonderful Mm -hmm. but to your point it has got to be so emotional night after night. That emotional toll is exhausting, too.
0: Yeah, because, you know, it's one thing to have a one-off concert, right? And then, but it's another thing to have to come back and do it again and, and to have those feelings keep coming up over and over and over again. So, yeah, you know, I've looked at them go through this process and I've learned so much just about the band from you and, and our discussion. So I really appreciate that because I think it's, you know, there's, with all of it there's a larger dynamic going on it it's grief and how we move through it and i know it that is, you know
1: it it's a it's a it's it's bigger than the band it's, it's bigger, bigger than, than the album and it's that grief it is that that universal that human experience
0: and you know they could have said you know we're, we're done I, I know that last thing i heard with fleetwood mac i saw an interview with with the drummer is it mick, mick fleetwood right and he was saying after Christine passed, he was like, the, the band is done. They're like, we're not moving forward. We can't move forward without her. She was such a, she was a pillar, a member of the band. So, you know, that was then, I don't know how they feel now. And so that was a choice where they decided to say, we're not going to get back together. So I think for the Foo Fighters to, to say, we're going to keep going. We're going to, we have this drummer over here. He's with us. I think it's. Amazing. I, I really do because they could have
1: I'm surprised that done something so different. Mm-hmm. I really am. I am I I thought it might be a couple of years, but to come so they must have picked up right after the Taylor Hawkins shows because um I saw on Instagram Josh Freeze's wife, Nick Freeze, for anybody on, on Instagram, she had posted right after they announced josh she'd posted i've had to keep this quiet for months and months and i thought months and months like we just been on you know so how long has this been going on like how long has this been- <laughs> you know we we didn't know so was it right after the taylor hawkins tribute cause? was it before you know i don't know in any case it's been it's been going on a while so i'm Pleasantly surprised. It's much faster than I thought, and that's kind of been part of the adjustment period. There's an adjustment period too. Like, wait, they've been working on working on this, and wait, I have to. Okay, Josh is in. By the way, Josh plays for a lot of other bands. If you look him up, you know, Wikipedia him, Google him, look on his Instagram. He has played for legendary bands, and so even to get his availability, like. He must have had to clear, it must have taken him some time to, you know, he he was on tour with The Offspring. He was on tour with Devo, Danny Elfman, you know, like so many other bands and I'm, and recording sessions. I'm like, wow, what he must have had to clear off his calendar. But he's now, you know, with arguably the biggest rock band in the world.
0: And all those other
1: bands, I saw a lot of tributes from, from Devo and, and you know, congratulating him and. So it's it's really cool to have that kind of staggering loss and to come back and loss is for Dave not just Taylor but his mom. I just I don't understand how he's doing. It. I don't know how he's doing it. And 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 he's being very emotional about it, which is great, which I love. He's not trying to push through, he's not trying to like he's openly emotional and that's what I love. But still moving forward. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be exhausting. You know, and I, I think about, like, when Michael Hutchins died from In Excess years ago. That wow. band never recovered. You know, I mean, it took them 10 years to even think about getting a new singer playing again. 10 years. So I, I just, I can't believe they're doing it so clear. I'm thrilled and, and that we get to experience it and grieve together and all of it. And I haven't even talked about the shows yet. You know, like, what that experience must be like. Dave Grohl just put out a note the other day. They finished up, I guess, maybe the first leg of their tour. He said he just wanted to thank everybody and that he sees everybody in the audience. He's like, Wait, you know, when you sing, I sing louder. When you scream, I scream louder. You know, when you, when you cry, you know, it brings a tear in my eye, too. So... I have to think those shows are so emotional. And you know what? This, for me, is coming off the heels of Depeche Mode. You know, I just went and saw Depeche Mode a few months ago, which we have that episode too. And that was on the heels of Andrew Fletcher die- Fletch dying. And that show was so emotional so and so uplifting. So I know, it. and I would think that The Foo Fighters is probably even more emotional. I would I would say yeah. I mean Depeche mode was crazy emotional. And I think the Foo Fighters I would probably be a, a puddle. <laughs> and probably mm-hmm. will be when I get a ticket to go this year. I'm manifesting that. But it's, you'll yeah. get a ticket. So, but it's but in the best possible way. Emotions are great. Like we shouldn't be afraid of emotions. This is this is life this is it and but to be able to do that together and in such a healing place like a concert or music or listening to an album i mean it's just it's just the whole experience is i i don't even have a word for it Mm -hmm. i i really don't i mean the album is a masterpiece everything that's just the best possible word i can come up with with the whole experience but it's even bigger than that
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's huge and I think that you know I'll, I'll put out an, another request if Dave Grohl or anyone from the band or, or their management is watching this episode please send Tammy a ticket because she's a huge fan
1: Good. Oh, thank you. That. you know
0: yes. seek and you will find and done uh, because yes. you never know yes. if you don't ask you'll never get it
1: that's right no,
0: but I think it you know the larger or one larger component and we've talked about this before on the show is that you know, we're all going to be experiencing the loss of band members that we love and people that we love just because of the natural aging process, right? And so, mm-hmm. I think the way they're handling it is, like you said, it's like a role model or a blueprint for for it's other. It's really people healthy, to handle-
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, for sure.
0: And the the fact that they're the the fact that they're so public. I mean, they're public and obviously private, but you know, they're I guess. Maybe public isn't the right word. Maybe it's emotional because I read that article about the letter that Dave Grohl wrote to the fans and really thanking the Mm -hmm. fans. And Mm -hmm. I I know that the fan base has really also helped to push them forward, too. I know that that's been a big part of it, too. So, see, I always love it.
1: Mutual grieving, you know, all around, which is really cool.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And
1: shared, shared grieving, I guess. In different ways, different levels, and and for different reasons, but yeah.
0: And one one thing that stuck out, one line. I think he said that you know they're singing the songs, but they have a new meaning now. I thought mm-hmm. that's really interesting. So I'll be curious to see how, as they continue to tour and put out new music, how their sound changes to you know accommodate a new player, right? Because it's going to be different.
1: It is. It's already different. Mm-hmm. It's already different. Yeah, you can hear it. it's different. It feels different. It's different, and. There have been some people who have complained about, oh, Josh Breeze plays faster or sounds different or or whatever. Yeah. It is different. And embrace it. Be happy that they're even out because given the choice, nobody nobody would want Josh Breeze there. We would want Taylor back. Every including Josh. Josh was friends with Taylor. They came up in the Orange County music scene together. They were the same age they came from the same area they knew each other well so you know josh would never have wanted show. anybody would give anything to have taylor back but that's not the way it is so shut the hell up
0: yeah really so stop your complaining and yes, uh, i
1: mean i get it so I, right and and you know like that's part of the grief process too those people don't realize it you know they might be complaining oh, it doesn't sound the same or whatever but really what that is is you know Repressed hurt or anger that you know Taylor's gone, and that's what that is.
0: Well, and and the reality is that's a choice too, because they could have tried to find someone who sounded exactly like Taylor, right? Someone who was trying to emulate his style, but
1: you you can't. The only right? person that can do that is Shane, mm-hmm. his son. And interestingly enough, Shane drums more like Dave than Taylor. Mm-hmm. Shane style it it looks like Dave Grohl. Yeah, I mean, it just the way he pounds the drums, and he's so into it. He, it, he's, he looks way more like Dave Grohl than his dad, which is really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's it's just such for an life. interesting, yeah, such an interesting situation, and I'm I'm just excited for you know the Foo Fighters fans because I know that they love this band and to see them out there. I wish them so much success with the rest of the tour. Hope they maintain their physical and mental and emotional well-being and the fans as well because it's it's all going to continue to be emotional right
1: right it is it is
0: and I hope like I said one more time Mr. Grohl Foo Fighters Management or anybody of that ilk send my girl Tammy T our girl Tammy T a ticket so she can come see your
1: shows absolutely that's very nice yes I will gladly accept that
0: Awesome. What else is going on in the world of the Foo Fighters? Anything else you want to report out on, Tammy?
1: I don't think so. I think uh, just, you know, check out their new albums if you haven't already. It's, you can see every song and read every lyric on YouTube. You can order the album. They put out a white album, which is really cool. So yeah, I would say check it out, grab some tissue and yeah. And you know, just, uh, just let it flow. It's, mm. it's great. It's, mm. it's a great, like I said, said it a few times already. It's a, it's a great masterpiece, but also it's, you know, it's, I guess it's a turning point. So I it'll just, it'll be, you know, this is a, this is a, a interesting period of time now for the next few years. And it's hard to think about the future of the band at this point, because it's just, so I, I don't, I want to honor the grief process for everyone but at the same time you know in a year or two it will be interesting to see how they continue to carry on and uh, and and where they go from here no the fans will be right along with them so we'll all we'll all go together
0: We'll all go together and you know i really wanted to just extend my appreciation for you coming on the show and talking about such a i know it's a painful experience and i know a lot of fans feel the it same way it's
1: life yeah mm, it's yeah. life I'm glad to talk about it because I think it's important to connect to other people and and to share these experiences and especially especially grief. You know, like you have. Well, for me, I have to talk about it and and share it. Those are and especially you know for there's a lot of men that are Foo Fighters fans. A large fan base of of theirs is is men, and men aren't always taught to share emotion and share feelings and. I think Dave being very vulnerable and emotional is a great role model as well. She don't want to bottle that stuff up. It's not healthy. So even if you want to listen to the album and cry by yourself, that's okay too. Just it's, it's okay to feel emotion. Like um, it's all right. You know, well, most we definitely we're human.
0: And if you want to lighten it up, grab some barbecue. So the fact that he barbecues, cause I love to barbecue. I'm like, you got extra points in my book, Dave Grohl, for that. So, yeah, um, he's
1: a whole big, huge smoker. And I think he has a, I think he named his company Backbeat Barbecue or something. So, and he, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Love it. Pretty love cool. It. Pretty cool. And for any Foo Fighters fans that uh, want to share your experience with uh, all the goings on, please leave a comment and we'd, we'd love to hear from you because I know it's just. I believe that sharing those things really help people to move forward and uh, also gives people an understanding that you're not alone. You're not the only one that's feeling sad about it or happy or whatever you're feeling, right?
1: Yep. Yep. Let us know in the comments, please. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us for this special conversation about Foo Fighters. So happy to see them back out there. I can't wait for Tammy to tell us about her concert experience whenever it happens. I know it's happening. I'll (laughs) put that out there. Thank and you. we we will see you next time. Before I forget, be kind and rock on and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.